Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I'm Jessica Smith, and I am thrilled because today we are going to have a very, very important conversation on how body image and how we feel about ourselves affects the way we date. And I have a very special guest here with me to talk about this. She is eating disorder recovery coach, also known to many of you as Fit Fat and all that. (laughs) (laughs) Julia Parzik, thank you, Julia, for being here. It's amazing to see you and to have you on the Game of Love. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Julia is, she is fit and all that. (laughs) Quite beautiful and does amazing work in the world of body image and uh, eating disorders. We also live in Denver. So you and I know each other. We've we've been at some parties together. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily you're not here right now because we have like so much snow. So so thankful. I am currently in Scottsdale and loving it because it's been in the high seventies. I'm tan. I have tan lines right now. Oh, I'm so jealous. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Julia, again, thank you for being here. Like I said, we really need to have this conversation about how body image and how we feel about ourselves is affecting how we show up mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually in our love lives and what better person to have come on. So Julia, I know you've been at this for a while, helping people recover from eating disorders. I know you have a story. Uh, so, so please share, how did you get started? What, what you, what got you into this business? Yeah. So, well, I had an eating disorder for 10 plus years. Um, I struggled with one starting around the age of 13. I grew up in a very loving, wonderful family. Um, However, eating disorders were really prevalent in our family. And just with how shitty our society and diet culture is, it's no wonder that I acquired an eating disorder. I struggled with that for about 10 years. And I was a teacher and a nanny for a little bit. And I decided to seek recovery when I was teaching in Detroit public schools. And I had a second grader of mine. She was seven talking about how much she hated her body and like how much she hated her tummy. And it just broke my heart. Like it, and I was like, fuck, like this starts so, so early. And for me, I learned a lot of like my behaviors and the way I thought about my body because of my mother and like the way she talked about her own body. And so I was like, oh, this really starts with like adults changing their behaviors and the the way they think about themselves and how we nourish ourselves. And so I decided to seek out eating disorder recovery when I was in Los Angeles, went through that for a couple of years with a registered dietitian. And I just... I've always loved the mental health space um, a lot. It's just always been... My mom's a pediatrician. My dad was a physician. And it's just... I, I love being in that kind of mental health type of space. And so after going through my recovery and sharing it online, I realized there's such a huge community of women that resonated with all of my struggles. And I wanted to be able to help women recover from what I had gone through because it's so common. Eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any mental illness. It's it's awful and it's just so prevalent. And so I decided to go through a coaching program that one of my best friends has. She uh, is an eating disorder therapist and now a coach. And so I coach underneath her program, Recovery Loving Care. And yeah, I just kind of blew up at like no intention to like have my my space or like platform blow up like it did. But I think it's just 
I think it makes it known that like, this is something that like women really struggle with and, and men as well. But I, I only coach women at this point, but yeah, it's kind of how I got to where I am. Well, that is beautiful. And thank you for sharing. And woo, you just tugged on those heartstrings right at the beginning, talking about that little girl talking about herself and, oh, and well done on your journey and all the healing that you've done and all the women that you've helped. And you mentioned your, your following. I've been following you since we met each other and I noticed and correct me if I'm wrong, but I noticed you had a huge like explosion of followers. And I think that it was around the time that you started dancing in your underwear a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. So you you are hot. And I just love because it really opened the door. You're like, look, this is me. This is who I am. I'm not afraid. So, like, girl, I'm like, I was dancing along with you. I'm like (laughs) laughing. I'm like, yes, honey. Yes. (laughs) And it's so funny because that's just something I've always done. Like, I love dancing. I love like being in my body. It feels so good. And I love music. And it's funny, it just kind of became this thing. And now, like, I love when my followers tag me. And they're like kitchen dancing stories as well. I'm like, oh, I love that I've started this like fun trend. I love it too. I think I'm, I do it every day off camera. Yes. I think I'm going to have to throw it on camera and, and tag me girl. Yeah. Tag, <laughs> Again, I just love that you're on. I love everything that you're doing. And from a personal side, having you on is really special to me because I've shared with you privately and well, a lot of my, my listeners know that I have a degree in nutritional psychology and I've, mm. I've had my own disordered eating in past years. And I've worked with a lot of women just in my private practice who have had eating disorders and girl, it is a, it is huge. And in fact, I wrote a whole book on it. And the one of the reasons why I love having you on, because we're going to dive into all kinds of things about dating and, and all the juiciness that everybody's coming to this episode for. And just a little personal note, I'm really, I love that you're here because you bridge that gap between like the, the yoga and the, how I help people or women primarily learn to love themselves so they can go off and date and be successful. Mm-hmm. So you are you are here. You like you have a special place in my heart because you are bridging that gap for all of my listeners and for me. So thank you. Yay! I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited about this conversation. I think it's so important, isn't it? I okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a quick story about. I was being interviewed on another podcast around my book, and I feel like this is going to resonate with you and a lot of people listening. I had a, it was a podcast that there was two hosts and one was a guy and it was in studio. And he's like, you're gorgeous. Why did you write a book on how to, how to be gorgeous and feel gorgeous and everything? I mean, you don't have a problem with it. And I, you know, of course kept my composure, but I, I said, if you go out on any street and you start interviewing every woman that walks by tall, short, fat, thin, athletic, dark skin, light skin, you know, Mm -hmm. all these type of women. And you ask them, how do you feel about yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you love your body? Mm -hmm. Even the most beautiful women, the supermodels walking, you know, on runways and that grace to cover Mm -hmm. magazine, a lot of them don't 
like themselves. They don't like their body. 100%. Thank you. 100%. I lived in Los Angeles and it's like the Mecca of eating disorders and also an area where like, they're the most beautiful people. And it's like, it's so toxic and it's just like the society and world we live in. And I think it's like the pressure that women have to look a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain way, have your hair, skin, whatever, a certain way that it's like so much pressure. And at least for me, in the dating world, I thought I had to look a certain way to like find love. And that was like the biggest Mm. like realization that I was like, that's such bullshit. (laughs) Right. So when I know you're not single now, I'm not, I'm not. Yes. We we can dive into that a little bit. Um, so when, when you were in your eating disorder, really in the heart of it, how did you show up in your love life and your dating life? Oh, oh my gosh. I, I had such bad decision-making skills when it came to the men I was dating. I was picking men that were narcissistic and manipulative. And I was picking ones that validated my fear of not being enough. I was picking ones that were only choosing me because they wanted to sleep with me. They only cared about my body they would make comments about my body, things I was wearing. I was like picking really not good dudes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I felt like I didn't deserve better. I have such an amazing dad, which my sister and I joke, like, why the fuck did we date such like shitty men when we have like such a wonderful father figure? But my sister and I both struggled with like insecurities and body image. And it was like, I felt like until I felt a certain way about myself and looked a certain way, then I wasn't going to find that perfect match. And I was going for guys that were really materialistic because at that point I was also materialistic as well. Oh my gosh, girl. I got chills when you started talking about that. And thank you for being so real and so raw with that. Cause Ooh, you're, you know, it, mm-hmm. I see it being a dating coach that when people's self-esteem is, is low, the people that they attract just, because you know, yeah. you attract what you are and not what you want. And so when one's self-esteem is low, then you get people that are, you know, that same kind of vibe. And yep. as you said, are toxic and all that. And yeah, was ooh. not it. <laughs> yeah. Now tell me what life is like now that you are happy in your skin and you're feeling good. You have this lovely partner now. What what is life like after the eating disorder and now that you are... Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I could say is just like freedom. I felt like in my eating disorder, I I wanted a sense of control. I really struggled like with um, being bullied growing up, and I felt like okay, well, this is something that I can control. I can control my body. I control what like food I eat, and in turn, it kind of got out of control, and I developed an eating disorder. And so. Once I recovered, I just feel so free to just be who I want to be, show up in the way that I want to show up and not fit myself into this tiny little box that I was trying to fit myself into to be accepted. And I love Brene Brown. She is like so amazing. And I love that she always talks about just this need for all of us to belong, to like fit in. And for me, I think I was trying to fit in 
with what society told me would make me happy. And when I was really thin, when I did all of these things, I was absolutely miserable. And I was like, fuck, like I did all of these things that I thought were going to make me happy. I'm supposed to be happy now. Yeah. And I was like, I'm thin. I like am tan. I like I'm wearing all this makeup. And I'm just like, God, I'm like really fucking miserable. And I'm like dating really shitty men. <laughs> and like, I feel really bad about myself. And yeah, I think now I just, the partner that I have, Carl is just like so amazing. He's everything that I've always wished for in a partner. I love my job. I like, I'm just really, really happy and like content and just like really grounded now in my life. Oh, I love hearing that. I am so happy for you. And again, congratulations, because it's hard work that you've done. And it's it's no joke. It is no joke. And girl, I hear it. Literal work. (laughs) Literal work. I was cracking up when you were talking about how thin you were and tan and la 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 and how miserable you were. Because I actually, I bet you do too. I have photographic evidence of I was at my absolute thinnest. And it was like at the heart of my eating disorder. My body was banging. I would get people stopping me places and like, oh my God, you know, da, 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 and giving me tons of compliments. And I, mm-hmm. my body was amazing. And I did this photo shoot when I was as lean as I could possibly get. It was like hitting rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And my face is so miserable. And I look back and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. that person you know, people on the outside have been like, oh my God, she looks great, little love. And I'm on the inside. Yeah. It was absolute, I was a shit show. I was Yeah, like, it's like so much internal turmoil. And like, I always got complimented for weight loss. They're like, oh my God, you're so motivated. You're so like determined. Like you're doing so great. And everyone's complimenting me. So it's like validating this, like, oh, thinner is better. And then when I gained weight and recovered, no one was like, you look so good. It's like in our society, like weight gains a failure and weight loss is an accomplishment. It doesn't matter how you get there. And so, yeah, I was like, fuck, like, okay, I guess like I'm really doing this for me then. (laughs) And uh, again, I I laugh because it is absolutely fucking ridiculous that that is the case. And I get it. And for me, my, my journey of recovery and putting on weight and getting to a place that I just felt good in my body meant I was 15 to 20 pounds heavier. Mm -hmm. And I noticed in my love life that the happier I got, the more weight I put on the better men came in. One, I just got chills because honestly, one of my biggest insecurities in my eating disorder was my stomach and it was my mom's as well. And so I just kind of a learned behavior. And I just remember, I mean, and especially as women, it's like always having like flat toned tummies. And it's like, as women, we carry our weight in our hips and our bellies. Like we're meant to, we're supposed to make babies. Like that's like how our bodies are made. And Carl is like obsessed with my belly. And I'm just like, like he loves my tummy. He loves my like cellulite and curves. And I'm just like, damn, like I wouldn't have gotten this if I was like thin and in my eating disorder, I wouldn't have found like my Carl. And so it's like the happier I am, kind of like I'm the thicker I am. And so like, and Carl loves it. Like he like loves how curvy my body is. Oh, that is so beautiful. And I I love that for you. And something I noticed in my recovery and, and in my journey is looking at other women 
and applauding them. And I always say, bless what you want. So if there's somebody else that maybe, maybe has like a better booty or, you know, better hair or better, whatever, Mm -hmm. that I'm always like, good for you, sis. Like I'm rooting for you. Mm -hmm. Well done. And also that I think we get stuck in our heads, especially when we have disordered tendencies that we don't see outside of ourselves. So we're sitting inside being so critical, like my stomach, my cellulite, la la la. And and when we start getting out and we're amongst women, that was something that was very healing for me to notice. I'm like, oh my God, she has like pretty serious muffin top and she's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like, oh my God, like she does, you know, she, you know, and it just, to me, it was really interesting to watch women and appreciate them and celebrate them. And I, I see you doing that too, with, especially with your clients and people that you, that you talk about on your social media, that I think you do that too. Yeah. I think it's so important. I, in my eating disorder, I was really judgmental of like other women. I was really insecure. I would like skinny shame. I was really fat phobic. And for me, like healing through my eating disorder is like realizing that there's so much beauty and like our differences and maybe our imperfections. And just, I, I I mean, women are just so naturally and inherently just like stunning and beautiful and like just womanly. And I think the more after, especially moving from LA, the more I was around different types of bodies and like different types of, of women, it just really opened my eyes to seeing like, okay, like this woman is like a size 18 and she's absolutely stunning and beautiful. Like, why am I judging myself in my size, like 12 body? Because I have like a little bit of a belly, like we're all beautiful in our own ways. And I think just for me, like curating a feed that has different types of women and having friends that are different shapes and sizes is like so helpful in realizing that beauty and like our differences. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. And I've noticed with my clients, something that some people know, some people don't know, but clients will come to me and they're like, Jessica, you know, help me find my dream person, you know, solve my love life problems and all that. And what I often do is I go back and I work on the relationship with themselves. Absolutely. That's the foundation where everything starts, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I was like single for about six years before I met Carl. I like, you know, had flings here and there and like dated casually, but I honestly had to really learn how to like be with myself and enjoy myself. And I, I would always ask myself, okay, like, what am I looking for in a partner? Like, do I have that within myself? And if I don't, then okay, I need to work on that. So smart. So smart. And that's definitely something that I implore people to do as well. And yeah. you know, when it, when it comes to our bodies and dating and how we feel about ourselves, it's, I think people don't always acknowledge how powerful it is. The, like the voice in our heads that like on a constant loop of, if it's negative, you know, the things like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not pretty enough. I'm, I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. I'm not this. And how that does affect us, you know, Mm -hmm. from, oh my gosh, I, yeah, you and see it all the time too with your. Oh, clients. and I, I see it with myself as well. Like in the past, like I was so 
insecure about my partners being around other women, thinking other women were attractive. And it's definitely something that I've had to work through with Carl because it's just something I'm very anxiously attached. Well, not anymore. I would say I'm definitely more like secure attachment now, but Carl is avoidant. I'm anxious attachment. And so like, it's been really interesting to work through kind of our different attachment styles in our relationship and do it in a healthy way. Because I think for me, I was always insecure about other women and I was so afraid to talk about that with my partner. Excuse the fire truck if you can hear that. Thank you for keeping us safe out there. (laughs) Um, And I was always so embarrassed to talk about my insecurities because I was so afraid that like my partner wouldn't find um, it like attractive or they'd be like, oh, she's insecure. And like Carl and I have such great communication and dialogue about our anxieties, about our fears, our insecurities within our relationship that I can be like, hey, I'm having like a really weird insecurity today, or I'm feeling like a little bit insecure about this girl that you had on your podcast. Like, can you just like kind of talk me through it? And it's just been so nice to be able to like vocalize and normalize that like these are normal things to have in relationships. We just got to talk about them. And I just like want your listeners to know that like I'm not never like. I'm insecure sometimes in my relationships and it's totally normal to it feel totally insecure. Normal. <laughs> yeah. And I think I felt so guilty about it for a long time and so much shame. Um, and car, it's, it's just so helpful to have a partner that like wants to make you feel secure in your relationship. And I think that's just so important, but that was something I definitely struggled with is just feeling like not enough, not pretty enough, not thin enough in my relationships. And Ultimately, it was because like I didn't do the work on myself and I was picking partners that kind of validated those fears. A couple of things I want to point out about your journey that would be beneficial for a lot of people to hear is number one, when you get into a relationship, that doesn't mean that congratulations, everything is done. There is no more, like you are going to live. How so much ever. shit comes up. <laughs> I have people come to me that they're like, Jessica, I want to be in a relationship so bad. And I'm like, I've had to like real talk them and be like, listen, Mm -hmm. you get into a relationship and there is a whole herd, a whole onslaught of it. If stuff oh, yeah. comes up, you know, cause you're just operating as a single person in your own little oh, bubble. Yeah. And then as soon as you get into a relationship, it's like, oh my gosh, it, it's his shit. It's my shit. It's our shit together. And like we moved in during a pandemic and we're just like, oh fuck, we've both been really independent and like our communication styles are different. And like, it's just been very interesting, but luckily we met when we did, because if I would have met him, <laughs> like maybe two years ago, it would have been bad for both of us. Like I would have been so clingy and anxiously attached and he would have been avoidant and a douchebag. So like we just met at such a great time because we both did so much work on ourselves before we met. Um, And that was so important, I think. So important and so beautiful. And a lot of people need to hear that because a lot of times when we're looking for love, there is an anxiousness and like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And it's like, spirit has a plan and spirit's like, no, bitch, you need to sit down you need to face this stuff. You need to work mm-hmm. on it oh, because yeah. as for you, you know, you did the work mm-hmm. and then he showed up. Oh, honestly, it was the weirdest thing. So we met in Wash Park and I like literally three days prior had just broken things off with someone that was kind of narcissistic, manipulative, kind of like the typical guy I would choose. And I kind of like lost myself a little bit for about six months. And 
I finally, like, I remember like the moment breaking it off with him of being like, this is it. Like I'm done dating these type of men. Like I am so much better than this. And literally two days later, I told my friend Riley, I was like, let's go for a walk at Wash Park. Like I need a vent. And I saw Carl playing basketball and I was like, who is that dude? He's so cute. And I mean, my friend Riley, go give him my phone number. And I was like, and he had gone through some shit too. And he like was at the park randomly that day. And we were just like, oh, that was a universe being like, you guys have passed like your lessons you have like passed. And like, here is this like wonderful person for you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I wouldn't have said like goodbye to this guy and said like, I deserve so much better, I would not have been open to just seeing this like beautiful man playing basketball because I would have been like in my own shit of this relationship. And so it was just, it was very much like the sin, or I forget the word, um, why can I say it? Synchron. I can never say the word synchronicity. Oh, synchronistic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm oh. so sorry to say the word, yes. but yes. Spirits like, okay, you guys are, you guys are ready now because you've done yeah. the work. And, and again, hats off to you from human to human. It's it, the, the work is, it's not always sexy and it's not always No, fun. it's so messy and uh, uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> but yet you can get a great partner. So you, you, you oh, yeah. work and there's totally there's worth spirit. it. There's a finish line. Yeah. Um, So it must have been so refreshing to go from these relationships that were more toxic in nature to a relationship that you're in now that you're celebrated, you're free to be who you are. Oh, I bet that is spectacular. It's it's just so... um... Even from the beginning, Carl didn't play games. Um, It was very much, I knew that he likes me and I liked him. And literally like a couple weeks in, he was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? I was like, like, you don't want to sleep with other people? Like, I was like, this is such a boring concept for me because I was in so many like situationships where like, guys like, I don't, we don't need to define it or anything like that. And Carl was very much like, we're defining this. We're defining it. Absolutely. And then he was like, do you want to move in? And I was like, oh my God, like, we're like really doing this. And I just never felt any worry that like, he didn't like me. Like, I just knew that he likes me because he was so communicative and he would text me and I never had to like wonder if I was being annoying or being like clingy. Like he, he loved and he loves how emotional I am. He says like, one of my favorite things about you is how much you cry. Like he was like, you're so empathetic. And I'm like, Oh, in the past I've like had boyfriends tell me like, you're too emotional. And he's like, no, I love it because it helps me feel like safe to be emotional too. And so it's just, I'm just like, I couldn't find someone more perfect. Oh, I am so happy for you. I'm just over here like swooning. I'm like, oh, I am so happy for you. Thank and, you. And I've I've seen both of you in person and you guys have such a beautiful vibe and you're a beautiful yeah, couple you. and I'm so, so happy for you. I, I want to go back and talk about our clients and how they're showing up, how they're showing up in their dating life. Because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of little unknown and unspoken things when it comes to the dating world, when people are not even, not necessarily have an eating disorder, but just have Mm -hmm. low Mm self-esteem that they just don't feel good in their bodies. How people show up when they're in that state is, is really important. So I would love to talk to you about that, how people like literally are showing up on dates when they don't feel comfortable in their bodies. You Mm -hmm. know, when 
I, I'm sure you see it all the time in your day-to-day life. And then with your clients that, you know, it, it, it breaks my heart when I see it in real time where there's, I'm just going to focus on women. Cause okay. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> men do have body image issues. 100%. 100%. I just want to focus on women and how, you know, you might see a woman that's, you know, she's always like moving her clothes and adjusting. Oh my gosh. And the, the time. The, right. And the body language, and we're like pulling up your pants and like covering, like I used to be very much like, let me put my like coat in front of like my stomach or like grab a pillow when I'm sitting on the couch and just like, kind of like very closed off. And I see this with, you know, my clients too, just like feeling the need, like I feel uncomfortable to wear this crop top and this, and they're wearing things that are like covering their bodies and like just baggy and hanging because they're so shameful about like how their bodies look. And I'm like, this is not how we attract like, like a confident man. Like when I was doing that stuff, I was attracting really insecure men that love to prey on insecure women. And so I was like, when I started wearing what I wanted to wear, like feeling really confident in my body. I, yeah, would maybe get hit on by creepy dudes, but I was like, ew, no, not the type of energy I want. And like talking to like way better dudes that were like confident, were sure of themselves, weren't manipulative. And it's just like such a different vibe, like going out too. And just like, you can like see which women are like uncomfortable and feeling insecure. You can, you can like feel that energy. You can. And again, it goes back to, it doesn't matter what they look like. No, it does not at all. Like I, like sometimes when I go out, like I'm like sweaty, nasty, like hair a mess. And like, I swear in college, those were the times that like the most awesome men gave me the most attention. Cause they were like, that bitch is fun. He's like, I want to hang out with her. But the times that I would like try to be all put together and cute, I was like attracting some like juicy frat dude. <laughs> I hear you, girl. I think it's funny because when I go out, I have no makeup on. I'm looking like, I call it homeless chic. Yeah. Love it. That's like what I'm wearing right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny how when somebody's out and about and just so confident that that's what's sexy. That's what's attractive. Honestly though, like when I go out, if I'm like in terms of like attracted to in friendships, like the girls that are like not giving any fucks about what's going on. Like me and my girlfriends are so like annoying, and like loud and goofy when we go out. And I'm like, that's the type of vibe that I want to hang out with. I don't want to hang out with like someone that's like, you know, like so insecure, like sitting at like the bar, like looking like they're going to cry and like no judgment because I've been there. Like, I know that feeling. You've been that girl before. <laughs> I've 100% been that girl, but it's like, that is the vibe that like is not going to attract the type of quality man or partner that you're looking for. Exactly. And again, it's, to me, it's so beautiful to be out in the world. And how we said at the the beginning of the show that there are so many different shapes, sizes, vibes, colors, and it is so fun to be with other women, to have friends that, they don't give fucks. They mm-hmm. and they give fucks because they they love themselves. They love their life. They, yeah. you know, like when my friends and I go out. I mean, I'm usually, I'm usually in a crop top and my belly yeah. is really showing. I'm usually just a little too much, and that's how I like my yeah. friends. Just a little t- 
actually a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Same. And I remember someone told me, this was when I lived in LA, I had someone's husband once tell me, he was like, you know that, because he was like, everybody has their type of flavor. Because I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever find my guy. And he was like, you know, that Baskin Robbins that has like 31 flavors or whatever it is. He's like, there's always one scoop out out of that nasty flavor in the back. He's like that nobody else wants, but somebody does. He's like, I guarantee somebody's going to want your weird ass flavor because everybody has their style. Like everybody has like the vibe that they want. I'm like, Carl, like has always loved thick curvy women. And lo and behold, here comes a thick curvy woman. And so it's just like, I, I remember thinking like, I'm not going to find this guy unless like I have a flat belly and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, well then why am I trying to be with men that want that if that's not me? Right. Yep. And you want to be loved for who you are. Yeah. If, you know, if some, if somebody's putting up a front, whether if it's hiding somehow, if it's using filters on their nudes, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, when push comes to shove, you want to be loved for who you are. 100%. I mean, if, you know, I would rather have someone, you know, see every inch of me, the, the cellulite, the scars, the stretch marks, the, mm-hmm. uh, the dimples in my thighs, everything mm-hmm. and be like, damn, I love this woman. Like, yeah. Well, I'm with your stomach, you know, like 100%. Like when I walk naked away and like, he sees the cellulite, he's always like, damn, that looks good. And I'm like my cellulite and my butt. And he's like, yeah, I like that. I'm like, okay. All right. But it's funny you say that because I remember in my like last long-term relationship, I remember thinking to myself, cause I, I was definitely the girl that would kind of morph into what my partner liked, what my partner liked to listen to, what my partner liked to watch the activities, the style of clothing. I would always kind of like morph into them. And I remember thinking like, fuck, why aren't these relationships working out? And I'm like, oh, because I'm like not being myself. Like I'm pretending to be someone else. And then he gets pissed when like parts of me that are really me start to come out. And he's like, hold up. This isn't the girl that Right. I initially started dating and it's like, yeah, because like I wasn't showing up like in who I wanted to be from the beginning. And right. like, then I was wondering why these relationships weren't working out. And I'm like, uh, well, maybe I should have showed up like as myself and right. I would have ended or began in a very different way. And that goes back to what you were saying, freedom. Mm-hmm. That when you do the work and you start loving yourself as you are, Ooh, that's when that freedom comes. In my book, one of the stories that I share is I was vacationing in Italy and I was in Portofino. Oh God. Beautiful. Heliport. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I'm I'm in Portofino. It's this beautiful small Italian town. And I'm sitting there not paying attention to what's going on around me or enjoying the view, enjoying the people. I was in my head thinking, oh my God, I ate so much pasta. Mm. I did this. I've gained, I don't know how much weight. I'm not going to find love because I'm getting fatter. And if I get fatter, I'm not lovable and I'm not attractive. And, da, 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 da. and yep. all of a sudden I realized, Julia, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I am ruining my own. You're in Italy. I'm in Italy right now. And I'm not. And that's when I had like my fuck it moment of when I was like, fuck it. You know, like this is what I have. I was born with cellulite. 
Mm-hmm. I was born, I, my, I was born, my, it was funny because I was a big baby. I was almost 10 pounds and they would call me the fat baby. I'm like, oh, oh I'm the fat baby. Yeah. <laughs> but and babies have cellulite. <laughs> have cellulite. I just never lost mine. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to go back to that freedom and how powerful that was for me to be able to go, you know what? This is who I am. Take it or leave it. And it sounds like you had at least one fuck it moment. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, there were just so many times and like, it was definitely really hard when my body started to change through like my recovery and like starting to gain weight and, and navigating like this new body and like, like learning to be okay with it. And I definitely got comments from men on Instagram or like out in the world. I remember being in Las Vegas and my girlfriends and I were having so much fun. We like won a cabana at this, you know, uh, day club or whatever. And we're dancing, we're having so much fun. And there's these two guys that come up, they're like trying to get in into like the roped area and they're like trying to hit on us. And I was like, oh, sorry, it's actually like a girl's day. But thanks. And he was like, fuck you, bitch, you're fat anyways. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, hold up. And that's what like really started to piss me off is like, okay, you were trying to hit on me from the beginning and like get in. And just because I rejected you, now you're trying to cut me down and say these like things about me. And to me, like calling me fat is no longer an insult. I'm like, fat is, we have such a negative connotation with it, which is why I use it in my, my Instagram name. Like it's just a describing word. It's like skinny, tall, thin, whatever. And I just remember being like, fuck that energy. And I was just like, and I remember like dancing even harder and being even more like annoying and like outlandish because I was like, fuck that guy, fuck that energy. Like, this is not the type of vibe I want. And I was like, in the past, I would have like gone to the bathroom and cried. And I'm like, dude, I'm in Vegas. We want a cabana. Like, I'm not going to like let this like insecure dude because he got rejected, like affect my day. Right. It's like, no, what he, he no, doesn't get that. Yeah. I don't deserve that. And no. right about the Baskin Robbins. I was out with one yes. of my or a few of my girlfriends. There's three of us. And we all looked com- completely different as far as our body types and our look and everything. But I would say we're all relatively like the same classification is, you know, like we, we fall in the same group, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As, a, as a science experiment. Yeah. And we all changed phones and we were showing each other like who we were dating at the time. And it was funny because we're all like, ew. I mean, I guess he's your type, but I wouldn't date him. Mm-hmm. And we were out at a bar at the time. And it was funny because then the guys that were hitting on us were like, it's just fascinating because you can't really plan on, you know, who's yeah. attracted to who and who likes what. And yeah, I have some friends that they're like, I, like, she'll be like, oh, I'm dating this guy. And I'm like, huh? And <laughs> I'm like, oh, as long as he's a nice guy. And I'm like, we have just yeah. two totally different types. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's just like, that's not someone I would hit on versus like, that's not someone she would hit on if like I went after them. It's just like very different. And so it's like knowing that there's going to be someone that finds you like so wonderful and beautiful just as you are. Exactly. Exactly. And that is beautiful. And being able to be yourself with that person. And I would say everyone that is listening to give yourself permission to be yourself. Oh yeah. And you will notice that your life will change. Like all, all 
aspects of life will change, including your dating life. When I was coming out of my recovery and, you know, I love how we have similar stories of like gained weight and, you know, all of that navigating that space. I decided that I was going to just let it all out as far as my body was concerned. If I was dating someone, Mm -hmm. there was no more hiding. It was like fluorescent lights. I don't care. Turn them on, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. that type of situation. I had this moment, I was with a guy and I stood up on the bed buck naked and turned around so he could see every inch of me. And girl, Julia, I was so freaking scared when I did that. I was so nervous and then so proud of myself. Like I actually forgot he was there. I was just laying there afterwards like, damn, I'm that bitch. I just did that. (laughs) I love that. That's so awesome. And I, it's funny. I had kind of a similar situation. Like with Carl, I was like leaning on my countertop and like, I was, I think I was like naked or wearing like a flowy shirt or something. And he comes up and like puts his hands on my belly. And obviously it's like hanging down a little bit because I'm leaning over. Mm -hmm. And in the past, like I would have like flinched or been like, Oh, I don't like that. And like, he could feel me tense a little just out of like, out of just past reaction of just like me being triggered by someone touching my stomach. And I remember telling him being like, God, it's so funny. Like, it's just so interesting to me that you love my belly. And I was like, sometimes it's hard for me just because like, this has been my biggest insecurity. And he was like, that's your shit, not mine. And I was like, that is so true. And, and I was like, it's so true. Like, why would I deny something that my partner loves about me? Because I'm insecure about it. Like Carl loves it. And he finds so much comfort in like laying on me and like my softness. I'm like, why would I like deny my partner that when he finds so much like joy, enjoyment and like comfort in it? Oh my God. I love that. That whole, it was so beautiful and you are so right. And again, it's something that I write about in my book, as far as one little way that, that people can start changing how they see themselves and how they operate is how they primarily receive compliments. Mm-hmm. So many people, if they get a compliment and women, you know, there's this, you know, we've been conditioned, you never take a compliment and right. it's always, you have to either return one quickly, shoot it down. You know, there's all this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you said that, you know, it was a matter of if you shut him down, that was shutting down his love. Absolutely. Love is a two-way street. I always say it's like the breath. You have to give it and receive it. And for him, you know, okay, if the situation had been different and you've been, if you were like, no, don't touch my stomach, that's denying something that's good for him. Absolutely. And he like loves it about me and it would have made him sad. Like, I'm like, this is so dumb. And he's just like, nah, that's your shit. Like, that's it. Don't put that on me. <laughs> I was Credit like, okay. to him for calling you out. Oh yeah. Yeah. We love calling each other out on our <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, I think that's a beautiful thing. And you know, with that, something, you know, allowing compliments to come in and, I think it's really important for other women to look at other women and just, just observe, mm-hmm. just observe in a non-judgmental way. And just like, Oh, that's interesting. Like mm-hmm. I always say like my fellow goddess, like look at my fellow goddess. Mm-hmm. Well, she has amazing eyebrows. Oh my God. She has, you know, and mm-hmm. just and watch, I think witnessing other women and, and that's where, absolutely. again, going back to the different 
shapes, sizes, colors, vibes, all that. It's, it's beautiful that, you know, we can even take the dreaded social media uh, aspect of it. How I'm sure you talk about this at length, as far as how social media affects people's self-esteem. I really would encourage people to start flipping that script and being like, Oh my God, look at that influencer. She's got a banging ass body. Good mm-hmm. for her. Oh, she's got a huge belly. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And then also yeah. finding women that are a little bit different than you. You know, find absolutely. Those, look at people from other cultures and other sizes and uh, other colors, and find the beauty in them. And I really think absolutely. that we start looking at other women in a different light, a healthy light, a collaborative light. Then we can look mm-hmm. at ourselves and we're like, okay, well, I see all that beauty in her. You know, I can mm-hmm. see it in myself. 100%. I think, I think just as women, we're kind of like bred to be competitive. And for the longest time, I felt like every woman was my competition. I'm like, hell no. Like that is not how I want to live my life. And like, honestly, ever since kind of changing that narrative for myself, I have brought in so many more wonderful female friendships into my life. Like this whole idea of like, oh, I'm a guy's girl. And I was like, I I was always hear that. And I'm kind of like, maybe not finding like good female friends. So, because I like, don't know what I would do without my female friends. And I'm like, maybe it's because you're feeling a little bit competitive (laughs) with some of those females. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. and I think that is again, you know, kudos to you for doing that. And I, I think it's so important for people to do that self-discovery and Mm -hmm. to look at all those aspects and, I always say, act like you're a scientist, just go observe. So, you you know, not doing that, like, I'm a bad person for, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, just do what Julia did and, you know, start looking Mm -hmm. at your friendships and, and, you know, how you show up in them and who you're friends with and all that. And it's very, it makes such a difference. It does. And to have good friends that, oh, just support Mm -hmm. and love you where you're at blessings mm-hmm. and friends that'll go give my now boyfriend, my phone number, because I didn't want to. So. That like, I can see that I can envision that. And that is hilarious. I could just see you being all like, like hiding behind. A yeah. Like, go, go, go tell I him. know I was being, I know he was like, where were you in that moment? And I was like, I was like down the trail. <laughs> That's really cute though. It's really cute. And it very like elementary school playground-esque, but it worked. It worked. It worked. I could talk to you for days. Like, I feel like we just scratched the surface with all of this, but I know you do have a life outside of (laughs) the podcast. So we're going to get everybody to come and follow you on Instagram so they can get a daily dose of Julia, you know, in your, your kitchen and all the things that you bring to the table. Could you give our listeners some guidance as far as how to uh, be confident, feel good in your skin so you can go out and be successful in dating and feel good about yourself and find an amazing partner? Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is like not taking myself so seriously. I just, I put so much pressure on myself to look a certain way, to be a certain way. And in turn, I developed an eating disorder and was really unhappy. And I think just like 
learning to practice some like self-acceptance. I think we're in a culture of like trying to constantly better ourselves, trying to constantly fix ourselves and we feel broken. Just acknowledging like you're not a broken human. Like we all have our own shit. We all have traumas. We all have our baggage that we bring into relationships. And it's really important that we work on it, but also like accept it and just know that you're not a broken human for any shit that you may bring into your relationship. And it's really important to... I think know that you're worth a healthy and happy relationship. And I think when you can start to have boundaries or tell people that are not deserving of your love, that you deserve better, it's it can be such an empowering thing. And I think better people are going to come into your life because of it. That's right. Mm, well said. Yeah, I, can, I keep getting goosebumps. That was so <laughs> Yay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Did I see that you are going to Bali? I am. Yeah. I had two Bali retreats that sold out in like 20 minutes. I'm so excited. Good for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm also doing a couples retreat in uh, Costa Rica in March. It hasn't launched yet. So I'm super excited about that one too. Oh my goodness. Okay. So anybody's interested, they can go to your website, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. Website is, yeah. Website is fitfatandallthat.com. And my Instagram is fitfatandallthat. Beautiful. And like I said, you are so fun to watch on the daily. I, I love oh, you, you dancing around and just how you're, how you share yourself with the world is really beautiful. And oh, thank you. And, and I thank you for being, um, strong, intelligent, powerful, and also sweet and yourself. And you really, who you are and what you give to the world is so beautiful and healing. So thank you so much. Thank Thank you you for having me. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you to everyone who is listening. I appreciate you. You know how to find Julia, Fit Fat and all that. You know how to find me, jessicasmith.love. Now, till next time, get out there and love each other. 